Do you ever find yourself shape-shifting in order to kind of fit in with the group expectations a little bit more? Or biting your tongue so that you don't rock the boat? Maybe saying yes to things that you don't actually want to do? Or kind of just sitting and gritting your teeth in a situation that doesn't feel comfortable anymore? If this is familiar to you, as I'm sure it is, because I think it's just kind of part of the experience for most of us living this beautiful life, this episode is for you. I'm going to be sharing with you a recent experience that I had of kind of being taken to task on some boundaries that I was setting and some things that helped me to not spin out emotionally when that happened. You are listening to Bold as Love, the podcast with April Boyd. And if you've been listening for a while, I really want to say thank you to you. I absolutely love the circle that we are creating together. So thanks for being a part of it. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. This is where we talk about how to feel more free more at ease, more comfortable in our own skin, in our own conversations, in moments of conflict, whether we're talking to people that we love and adore or are dealing with people that are driving us crazy. This is where we look at how to speak up without feeling like we're bulldozing anybody and how to clean up our side of things and stop taking too much responsibility for how other people live and operate on their side of the fence. So thank you so much for being here. So I had this recent experience come up for me and it got me really thinking about, you know, why it's so hard to go against the tide in social situations and why it is so hard to sometimes let ourselves be seen and known, and how we kind of default instead into these habits of just kind of laughing along or going along with things and just really stuffing down and suppressing our own kind of needs and uniqueness in some of those processes. And I think that this is a really important conversation because I think there's a growing wealth of conversation and dialogue around the idea of boundaries and empowerment and assertiveness. And I absolutely love that that is happening and being a part of those conversations. But also, I notice an undertone where it's almost like sometimes these ideas are presented, and perhaps I've been guilty of this as well without noticing it, that these ideas are presented where it's almost like saying, if you just set your boundaries, your relationships will improve. If you speak up more, you will get more respect. And if you put your foot down, you'll be able to have peaceful interactions with that person from that point forward. And I think that that's sometimes just not true. And we know that that's sometimes just not true, which is what makes it so hard. 
which is why we kind of freeze up at times, which is why we sometimes avoid the hard conversations, the boundary settings, and the moments when we let our true needs and wants be heard. Because sometimes there is a cost for that. And what I've seen is that the cost often plays out in two realms. One is socially. There is sometimes social punishment or social pushback when you go against the grain, when you risk disappointing others, when you risk speaking up, there is sometimes pushback for that. And I think we've all experienced that in times. The other cause that I see that really trips us up is in the realm of self-attack. When we feel like we're being disliked, when we feel like we risk disappointing somebody and risking that they no longer like us or they disapprove of us or whatever that is, it can really set off this spiral of self-attack, self-shaming, and self-doubt, right? We can fall into this place of being like, ah, was I being really rude or was I being weird? Like, is that, is something wrong with me that I needed what I needed or that I felt the way that I felt in that situation or that I wasn't okay with this? We can kind of go into this spiral of self-attack if we're not careful. So I want to share with you something that has really helped me to not fall into that place of self-attack that's been useful for both me and the clients that I've worked with. And so I hope you find this useful too. So here's the thing. I had this situation come up recently and I'm just going to walk you through it because, you know, we've all been there. I believe we've all been there. (laughs) So here's what happened. So I was out for dinner with my partner and another couple that I don't know that well, but I've hung out with them a couple times. And, you know, it's, it's been a long day. So at the end of dinner, you know, you have the tea, you hang out, we're waiting for the check. Check comes, it's paid, and we're still kind of sitting around and I am exhausted, right? It's just been one of those days that's been a really long day, been a really full week. And like, truthfully, I was probably like ready to go home a while ago, but like, you know, you're part of the group. So finally I say to my partner, Hey baby, I'm almost ready to like start getting going. I'm almost ready for bed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really he's in the zone. He's, you know, a little bit oblivious in that moment. And he doesn't really respond to the cue, which is a whole other conversation that we kind of took care of later. But anyways, so that's fine. So a while later goes, uh, time goes on and there's a moment where like, I realize I'm kind of at this crossroads and I could just keep kind of chit-chatting along and be part of the group. But like the reality is, is that like, I'm actually spent, right? And even though it was a lovely night, I'm actually like empty now, right? Especially as somebody who lands on the introvert scale, I'm done. So I finally say to her as well, the woman who's sitting beside me, I said about my husband, oh, do you think he's going to let me go home and go to bed anytime soon? And I realized that in that moment, I'm letting myself be really seen and really known. Here's the truth of where I'm at in this moment. And I think about this 
definition of authenticity that I actually love so much. And authenticity is, so here's a quote, and I wish I could get proper reference to it. I believe it's Seth Godin. But he says, authenticity is not sharing every vulnerable detail of your whole life and past with somebody. Authenticity is showing up as yourself and with boundaries, regardless of how the people around you respond. It's about being honest about how you're feeling and what you're thinking in each given moment. And I really love that. That is like so anchoring for me. And here's the thing. So I risked being really kind of open and honest. And that was fine. The evening wrapped up a little bit later. We all went our separate ways. The next week I see these people again. And here comes the pushback. (laughs) So this woman possibly had a little bit too much to drink. I don't know what the situation was exactly, what was going on for her. But really, she started publicly making fun of the fact that I had talked about wanting to go home and go to bed in front of a group of people that I actually didn't know. I was meeting them for the first time. And You know, sometimes it's like you're joking, but you're joking with me and it's gentle and it's part of the fun of the group. This was like joking at me where I wasn't really a part of it. It felt different. And it was so interesting to me because really I just kind of reflected back to her like, here's what you're doing right now. And, and it was fine. It wasn't the world's biggest deal, but it just really highlighted for me, you know, this is why it's so hard for so many people to let themselves be seen and to let themselves be known is because there is often a social price to pay. We risk being vulnerable We risk it being used against us later. We risk being misunderstood. And ultimately, what I've come to believe is that like why that's kind of so distressing for us is ultimately, we're all just kind of asking the question, is it okay that I am who I am? Is it okay that I am who I am. And this is where a lot of people fall through those trap doors underneath them and just go into the spiral of shame or embarrassment or self-attack or whatever it is, because it triggers these kinds of self-doubts, these worries that somehow something is flawed or not okay with me. And here's kind of what really helps me to kind of navigate moments like that when those trap doors could be released and could kind of take take me to a place that's that doesn't feel good and is no longer productive, right? And so really for me, I ask a question of, okay, what was I doing in that moment really? And what became really obvious really quickly was like, I was letting myself be seen and known in a more real and honest way. 
And what I could identify was that that actually really is congruent with my values, the kind of relationships that I want to build with people are encompass lots of realness and lots of safety. And so those are the kinds of connections that I'm in interested in. And so as I'm kind of getting to know this person and she kind of flips that around and uses that against me, that really doesn't say that much about me. It kind of says a lot about her and that's fine, right? And maybe it was just a bad day. Who knows if she had come back and apologized to me after or kind of acknowledged what happened or wanted to talk it through. I'd be totally open to that because, you know, we all kind of have a rough time sometimes or get triggered or whatever that is. That's also part of the humanness, right? That kind of realness I would also welcome. But here's kind of the thing. What I was able to identify is that one, I actually kind of, my decision to be a little more open about my frustration of being tired and wanting to go to bed was very much in line of like, it's kind of like putting up a flag. Here's the kind of relationships I want to have. Are you in? Are you somebody that it's safe for me to kind of be human instead of just a Stepford wife spouse that's supposed to sit here and sit and nod until the guys are done talking, right? Like, you know, is it safe for me to be an equal player at this table? And the message I got back was no. So, so interesting, right? So what I was able to identify is that I'm in line. I'm in integrity with the kind of relationships I'm trying to build. The other thing that, you know, I was able to identify is like, okay, what was, what was happening for me at that time, right? Did I have a blind spot there? And when I look at it, what am I being made fun of for? I'm being made fun of for wanting to fulfill one of my most basic and essential human needs for sleep. That's what I'm being made fun of for. So when you think about the pushback that you're maybe experiencing in different parts of your life, it's helpful to remind yourself, what are you getting pushback for? Is that trying to protect time with your partner and your kids? Is that trying to manage your workload to a more realistic level? Is that trying to create some of your own family traditions that don't necessarily fit with some of the other people's expectations around you? What are you getting pushback for? Because when we can step back and remember, right, or highlight that, huh, I'm getting pushback for being tired, (laughs) right? Like it's actually kind of hilarious. And so, so interesting, right? The other thing that kind of helps with that is this piece of looking at you know, for me, when I fall into that place and, and thinking about how I handled it after the fact, right, when we kind of brought it up the second time, for me, coming back to this place of really getting honest with myself and looking at it from a distance, in the way I was responding to her, when I then was letting her know, like, I don't actually find this funny, I'm not actually amused right now, I'm not somebody that you can just step on right now and I'm going to tell you that's fine when it's not. So after when we were having that evening 
I was able to look back at that because that feels cringy, right? It doesn't feel good to have to have an interaction like that. So inevitably, we kind of leave with a bit of the grittiness on our shoulders, right? And so we need to be able to stop and say, and get honest of like, how, how does that land for me, right? Like if I'm watching that like a movie, how do I feel about how I responded, the words I said, right? What could I have done differently? And when I looked at that, the question that helped me get really honest with myself was, and we talk about this a lot in the Bold as Love Collective. This is actually like one of the guiding principles of that group. So, which is that women's group that we did four rounds of it, I think already. And we're going to be doing our fifth round of that probably January. But this group, one of the founding principles of this is really choosing to operate from a place of love or fear. And I was able to look at that and say, even though I did not like the way that she was speaking to me, I did not feel like it was coming from a place of kindness, right? I did not feel like it was coming from a place of like friendship. It felt like a passive aggressive attack. I was able to look at my place and my reaction to her. And I'm like, you know, was I operating from fear or love? And really what I was able to see was that I was very much operating from a place of love for myself, for myself. I didn't get emotional with her. I didn't lash out at her, right? None of those things. I was just really letting myself be seen and known again. It's not okay to talk to me that way, right? I'm not appreciating this right now. And so that is the question that I would encourage you to really think about for your own self as you're moving through some of these hard situations. What need or boundary are you getting pushback about? Ah, okay, my basic need for sleep. Okay, my need to, you know, do X, Y, Z. What is that about for you? And how does that feel when you look at it in just that concrete way? right? That black and white, here's the need I'm trying to get met. Is that actually embarrassing or shame or ridicule worthy? Probably not. Probably not. Right? And so we don't have to take on other people's triggers or other people's expectations of you as this like measuring stick of your own okayness. You're allowed to have needs. You're allowed to be in tune to what is happening in the moment around you. If it feels off, (laughs) that's worth noticing. And what kind of relationships are you trying to cultivate? Who do you want to be in relationship? And what kind of people do you want to surround yourself with? I want people where it's safe to be myself. I want people where it's actually we're allowed to put a few of our cards on the table of like not always having to be behind the mask of perfectionism, polishing, pretending to be okay when we're not. I'm interested in win-win relationships. I want you to operate and feel your best and I want to operate and feel my best. So just check in. What are your values and principles? What do you stand for in relationship? 
What are you offering other people? How would you respond if somebody shared with you, here's my kind of human need. (laughs) Here's my kind of human truth of how I'm feeling right now, really. Because this is what we're all kind of just desperate for and triggered by, (laughs) right? We are desperate for more human authenticity, more genuine connection, more permission to be who we are in the world. And we can't turn it into a self-attack when somebody else doesn't have the depth or the capacity for whatever reason that is in that moment. That's really none of our business. That's their stuff, right? To kind of hold that space and go there with you. So keep an eye out, the Bold and Love Collective. I'm probably going to be sharing information with that in a few weeks um, and you can get on the wait list. And again, that's a circle of women where we go a little bit deeper than talking about things like weather and the Netflix and where you got your bag, right? Like that is not what we're doing in these circles. We're talking about how you're doing really, what you're thirsty for really, what's getting in the way, what your triggers are, and how we take responsibility for who we want to be and how we want to move through the world and tidy up to be closer in alignment with who we really are because there's a lot of good stuff there. (laughs) So I hope you found this useful. If you did, send me a message and let me know. And actually what would be even better is if you subscribe to this podcast, if you left me a review, that would be amazing. And all of those things help me so much. (laughs) It's time for me to go. You can probably hear my puppy in the background now. (laughs) Have a good day. I'll see you next time.